Okay, episode 2 of Stodcast, this is with Sam Ricketts, he's a tattoo artist from Swindon, which recorded on the 7th of September, um, went down to get tattooed by Sam, and just got it done, uh, after the shift it was good, um, I recorded a podcast the night before I went down to Swindon in Liverpool, uh, with a friend I've not seen in like 4 years, and we were like 5 minutes away from being done, and I stood on the power cord cable, and ripped it out, and the task cam fell on the floor, and it, like, blacked out. It didn't record. I was gutted. We were, like, five minutes away from being done. Uh, so when I went to Swindon to see Sam, I set up while he was finishing stuff off, and everything was fine. And then as soon as Sam sat down, there was issues with my headphone jack, which making a crackling noise and popping noises, uh, and it was just being more, more sensitive than normal. So if, like, if, like, if I t- touch the table or if Sam like, moved his hand, it makes a noise. So Reese has done his absolute best at cleaning this up. He's done a good job in comparison to what it was. I'm so happy with what he's done with it. Uh, I'm just gutted it's not as clear quality as because I learned a lot from doing the last one on what to do and what not to do. And I thought I had everything right, but I just know now I need to start taking doubles of everything so in case something goes wrong it sucks but it is what it is it doesn't really the quality i mean the quality is not terrible but it's good it's just crackling and popping um the quality of the conversation is good i was chuffed with what sam was telling me uh chatting about his old bands like the hunt for Ada wave eternal lord dreaming in oceans uh chat about a lot of bands i didn't even know he was in before that and after uh, we were discussing new music that he's releasing hopefully at the end of the year it sounds dark and grim and it's going to be on cassette only which is cool as fuck so please look out for that because I know it'll be good, it's his first music in 11 years uh, so they'll be banging one thing I will ask if anybody is listening to this who liked The Hunt for Ida Wave or Dreaming in Oceans Eternal Lord back in the day and bought any merch and still has said merch Please sell it to me, cause their merch was cool as fuck, and I can't find any of the, any of it anywhere for shit. I just really, really want one. the The jumpers were cool, the old school t shirts, like the kind of hardcore looking t shirts for two thousand and five, two thousand and six, look mental. So if anyone's got them, please, please sell me it. Uh, honestly, I did, I'd like to say as well, thank you for the people that listened before. I got one hundred and fifteen uh, streams in the first week, which I thought sorry downloads in the first week, which I thought was really cool. For somebody that's not got a platform at all, like all these kind of artists and that that are making podcasts, they've all got like a, a following behind them and a kind of history of doing something big. I don't, this is my first attempt at anything. So to get 115 people download mine and Hamish's voice and listen to it, even if the, even if you didn't make the whole two, two and a quarter hours, it was still appreciated. Uh, so we took on board that the podcast was long, so this one only clocks in over an hour. Uh, so I don't swear as much I don't say A as much the only problem is there's a lot more popping and crackling but out of my control I'm chuffed with the conversation and how it went I'm grateful for Sam for doing it for me and doing such a minty tattoo on me uh, he is a lovely person if you're ever wanting to get tattooed please check him out he has got a bit of a waiting list but it is worth it and it is worth the journey uh, so please go and get tattooed by him so anyway thank you for coming back if you're listening for the second time uh, this is Stodcast episode 2 with Sam Ricketts. Yes, we stand alone, we overcome, our darkest days are over. Yes, we stand alone, we overcome. Okay, Sam Ricketts, thank you very much for being to do this with me. That's alright, no worries. Um, 
Right, first off, so Sam Ricketts. Yep. Not the fucking ex Wolves player. No. And not the Swindon Town manager. No. The tattooist. That's right, yeah. Slash vocalist. Slash yep. bassist. Yeah, that's right. Slash father, and etc. etc. Yep. Perfect. So obviously today we're going to talk about the music side of your life. Yeah. Uh, purely because you're well known for your tattooing, it speaks for itself. There's no need to go into too much detail about it. Um, what a lot of folk won't know about you is your bands beforehand. Um, so, first off, where did you grow up at? Um, what, say that again? Where did you grow up? Like, where? Oh, where did I grow up? Yeah. So, what in, like, um, in the scene, what was, what was that, that got you in and all that originally? Um, I grew, well, I, I grew up in Swindon, but I, I was born in Bath, but we moved to Swindon when I was pretty young. Um, and um, there was actually just a really good music scene in Swindon in the, the really early 2000s. Um, there was um, a couple of guys who worked at the local HMV, had a, um, a promotions company, and they put on like so many, so many bands. What was the company called? I think it was, uh, the guys were called Tim and Matt, and I think it was called Yankee Boy promotions right okay but they but i think they just had like some good contacts with um a lot of the american bands yeah so they they used to put on a ton of bands so you know growing up in swindon we were always going to shows in swindon uh uh the furnace it was like it was called like level three back then um or the vic um those two venues just always had shows for as long as there. I remember, the Vic along there. Yeah, just when along there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really good. So I, you know, I, I was I was playing guitar and growing up playing guitar, and obviously into music at a very young age. But I got into that kind of the, you know punk music and hardcore music a lot from going to those early shows. What bands were like the kind of first starting like wee bands that you listened to? Oh. When I when I was at school yeah, and stuff. Yeah, well, obviously you would be like everybody else. You probably started off with something big like Metallica or yeah. Slayer or something like that. So, yeah. what was the kind of first band from the early two thousand days that you seen in like along the road? I think the first like the first band that I saw that I well, couple a couple of the first bands that I saw that I, that really like just made me realize you know what I what I really liked back then. I, I saw um, Norma Jean played oh, that the Vic. Sick. I think it was two thousand and three or two thousand and two. Same year, I saw the Hope Conspiracy, uh, American Nightmare. Um, I saw Curl Up and Die. Um, I saw Terror in there. It, it was a mixed bag, really. It was some of it was you know some of it was straight up hardcore, some of it was just. You know, noise core. Um, so yeah, it was. It was. It, it, what I liked about it back then, it was. A, it was very. You know, yeah. one week you'd see Stretch Armstrong, next week you were seeing, you know, um, Daughters or something. Yeah. So it was. They just had a really good scene there. Was this back in the old days? Can it, old days aren't really a thing much these days. Like starting off at like three in the afternoon, and you just had like. Yeah, metalcore bands all day. Yeah, they. I don't think they ever had an all day there, but the shows were still had a big lineup. So there would still be like three or four bands on the bill. 
Right, okay. So pretty good. And obviously living down the road, it was super handy. Yeah, just, useful. Just going there and seeing those bands. Definitely. So, yeah. uh, so what was your first band? The even first, if it was even the, if it was first, like shit. The first school. band I did was about the choke. We were called Choke, and um, it was in ninety. I want to say ninety eight. Fucking hell. Nineteen ninety eight. What did you do? Guitars. I was a guitarist. Yeah. Uh, did you ever release anything? No, we didn't. No. But we, you know, we practiced. We had like a bunch of practice, and we 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 wrote like two songs what was the distribution back then it was myspace i think quite even ago. before that yeah this was before i was just cassette tapes yeah yeah, yeah we uh, i had a four i had i did have a four one of those tuscan like four track That's a yeah, tuscan, yeah yeah little yeah. four tracks um demo makers we used to like you know we used to write the guitar riff so that and then we later on in the bands i played and we would listen to them back and learn them and stuff yeah. you know over but the, we didn't actually release anything in show. We just did it. It was just free friends. It was a free piece. My two best friends still to this day uh, were um, and myself. And, uh, yeah, were you was, vocals and uh, guitars? There was no vocals in nah. there. It was like pretty, instrumental. Yeah, <laughs> instrumental stuff. We, I, I had a very, very music taste, but yeah, it was just, we were very early on in, you know, my friend who's, play a bit on the drums and yeah. my friend played bass and I you know I was early early on in guitar so did you do a gig? full of calls did you do a gig with you no nah, we never no. played a show but that was the first proper band that we did right. and I remember being thinking yeah this is you know super cool and what came after that then even uh, if it was after like that, um, even if it was like something just as small and yeah I played in I did a couple of things with friends just like practices and we, I tried to start a band up like, like a kind of like a weezer Sort of like a band that sounded a bit like Weezer right. when we were at school, but that didn't really go anywhere. And I got really into like post rock, you know, Godspeed Your Black Emperor and Silver Mount Zion and Mogwai. So I tried to do a band like that with some friends, and it didn't really go anywhere just from being at school. And then the when I was went when I went to college, so after school, after high school, I um I met some friends there, and we started a band there we we didn't have a name or anything at that point but you know we we practice and we you know write songs and then a few years later um i i did a little bit of traveling after college i went to australia and i came back and then my friend who 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 was the singer of one of my bands going forwards mm -hmm he asked if i would fill in to play bass for his band his band was called friday's fallen all right okay and um did you know bass the, at the time or did you just go i was like, i just i played guitar yeah so, so i just played yeah. i just played the bass guitar like yeah, a guitar you know yeah. I'm, I'm not i wouldn't say i'm a bassist but i just strummed yeah. it like a guitar and played root notes and just it was just it, it was fun you know yeah it's a fun instrument to play so i played in friday's fallen for a couple of shows on bass and then they ended, he ended up kicking the singer out and then he went on to vocals, my friend, and then I went on to guitar for a bit and then I went back to bass and then that band split up. So was and that's that when we band, started right away. Was that the first band you played gigs with? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah we played shows with that band. Do you remember your first gig experience? Yeah, it was, first, yeah, first I, it was in uh, Gloucester, a place called the Welsh Harp, which is like a back room of a pub. Still open? Um, I'd like to think it's still there. It was, it was yeah. pretty big. It was a pretty mm -hmm. big pub, but 
Yeah, the, the Welsh Harp in Gloucester. That was that was the first. Uh, that was the first proper show I think yeah. I remember playing and being like, yeah, you know, I've got my guitar bag, yeah. my my amp, and it felt like I was, you know, it was it was just cool, man. You know, yeah. like, turning up to your, one of your first shows as a band. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess I thought done doing something like that. Yeah, it, it, like there wasn't many people there, but it to me it was just. To you, it was Wembley. Does yeah, it matter? to Does me, it, it was just like that feeling of playing and yeah, it's you know, it's it's indescribable really when you're a kid, especially when, yeah. you're, when you're young. So how do we when that band disbanded and you go into so that band disbanded because the drummer was super unreliable and um, you know, I remember we would he we would have band practice and then we'd be like, all right, where is he? So we'd drive to his house and see if he was in and he'd be hiding behind the curtain and it, 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 it was just weird yeah. he, he was a weird guy so we ended up um calling it a day and then we were just a free piece but then we we started a new band right. and um me and the the singer we we would demo the tracks write the tracks and then we found other musicians to play in the band what was a new band uh, the Hunt for Ideal Williams. Was this the Hunt? Was this yeah. that the, the yeah. orange? Is it? Okay, so it was Ed Butcher. Yeah. Your friend. Right, so okay. he was the singer of Friday's Fallen. That oh, I was play it? Bass oh, right, yeah. okay. That, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, I think okay. there's some stuff on pure volume still, Friday's Fallen. Um, definitely not on like. There's one website camp. I kind of refer to for everything. And when you. Obviously, I was starting off with Dreaming in Oceans, and you click on your name, it's only Scarlet Dreaming Ida Waves and Eternal. Yeah. 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 Uh, so first release was the demo, the Hunt for Ida Wave. So the demo we made, there was only at the time we were a free piece. It was me, Ed, and our, and Ed worked with this guy called Sean. Is that one that's got a graphic way to show on it? Yeah. In the first time you touched me. That's oh, it. Yeah. yeah. The so the first that we recorded that as a free piece. So Ed played. So it was just so me and Ed was a band, and then. Uh, Ed worked with a guy called Sean, who was into heavier music and stuff. So he said, "Do you want to come and play guitar?" So he played guitar also on the on the um, the demo. And then our friend Stu, who was already in a band at the time, Burning Skies, he played drums for us on the demo. Oh, okay. Even though he wasn't in the band, but he was he's a good drummer. Yeah. So he so he we said, "Do you want to just play these drums?" And he was like, "Yeah." So the demo isn't the full band of Ida Wave. It's the it's right. me, Ed, Sean, and Stu played drums. But right. Stu was never a member of Ida Wave. Was it not? No. So that leads on to, to having to hold and to choke and to cold. Yeah, we recorded that with Stu, the guy right. who played drums. But by then, we already had the band because we were looking for a drummer. I think I think someone Ed knew, knew this guy called Gary Stratford. So we went and met up with him and... He was into similar music to us, so we were like, "Yeah, do you want to try out on drums?" And then he was—he's still one of my best friends to this day. Like, you know, I'm going to his wedding next month, and he's a really good friend of mine. So I met Gary back then, and Gary then he played beats. drums. Yeah, beats, yeah. yeah. And so he played drums, and then the guy who actually played, who was the original singer for Friday's Fallen, the band before. We got him to play guitar. Death face. That would be Sean. Sean. Uh, but Chris Gregory. Uh, yep, yeah, Chris, yeah. He played guitar. guitar stage left, yeah. So he was the original singer of Friday's Fallen. And then he came back to play guitar and right away. Took over that. And yeah. then when you started Dynamite, 
Chris was on guitar. Yeah, we brought him to play to like make us a five piece because we needed two guitars because the stuff was pretty, uh, you know, we a bit more textured of two yeah. one, two guitars. Do you remember much of this? Yeah, I remember. I remember recording it. We did it really quick, maybe in a yeah. day. Really? Yeah. Super fast recording. Oh, maybe two. I think the drums were the first day, and then everything else the second day. Right. It was done in a small barn, which is like six miles from here. Really. Concrete walls. Uh, it's one, a shithole EP. One uh, guy on the Yeah. And we, and I remember recording it, and um, as soon as we recorded it, we were we were touring and playing shows. Really? Yeah. We played shows all the time in that band in either way. Yeah. yeah. I um I did obviously some YouTube research and that, and there's like you're like what's the venue? That um, oh. it's really high up and it's got it's like it's a cage, like not a cage, but like a, a barrier. The barrier is really high up. Yeah, but the stage is also high up. Yeah, that's it. That's here. It's been is that is that that's the furnace? That's down the road. Oh yeah. right, okay, is that, yeah. that that right? And yeah. then there was another one I can't remember, but it was like a guy flew all the way all the way over for Texas to come yeah, and see you. James. Yeah, yeah, James, one he, of our friends. Yeah, oh, he did right. the original. He was like he used to come to the shows and do all the photography for us and stuff. Oh, really? But he moved to America, but he came back for the reunion shows. Right. Okay. Because that show that you're referring to was in London at the Kingston Bill. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he, if I remember rightly, he he came back for all three of those shows, the reunion shows. You yeah. played three reunion shows. Yeah, we did three: Leeds, uh, London, and Swindon. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what what was that like touring right away back in the day? Um, it was a totally different scene in comparison to now, obviously. Yeah, I don't like. I think back in the, this was, I think two thousand four, two thousand five. Two thousand five was the year the demo said it came out. I'm sure yeah. to have and to hold was two thousand six. Yeah, so maybe two thousand five we were playing shows. Two thousand. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, it's hard to compare now because I don't. Yeah. I don't know what this, what music's like so much yeah, anymore. Like yeah. um, back then, it seemed to be there was a lot of shows going on, a lot of promoters, and a yeah. lot of venues. And I think uh, there's not a lot of that. Either. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know yeah. really. But I don't know what it's like now, to be honest. So what happened to Ida Wave then? Because there was something released after. Um, Two six. It was uh, so, ten seconds wanting to dry. Yeah. It was ten seconds wanting to die. Yeah. So was that you on that? No, we. No one was on that except for Ed. I don't think. Maybe I think Chris played guitar. Really? But this was a period where I think I after Ida Wave split up, we just weren't really all getting on. Yeah. Um, typical band stuff. Just wanting different things. Clashes, whatever. What did you want to do that was different to everybody else? I, like the stuff we went in to do in Eternal Lord. For me, it was, you know, Eternal Lord started as a joke band with me and Sean, the guitarist from yeah. Right Away. Yeah. Um, we wanted to sound like a Lord of the Rings, like, you know, like a just a just a just an over the top fantasy yeah. fantasy like yeah. metal band, you know, yeah. like. And in either wave, it was just, I don't know. It's just, quite punky. Yeah, I just, I, I've, I've always been attracted to the darker side of music, yeah. I guess, you know. So that's what we did with the first Ida, Eternal Lord EP. Yeah. So after either wave split up, me, Sean and Chris went on to do Eternal Lord. And 
me and Gary, the drummer, went on to do another band called Through the Never, like a hardcore band. Oh, right. And then Ed joined I Killed the Prom Queen. Prom Queen, yeah. We toured with one album as well. Yeah, we toured with I Killed the Prom Queen in Ida Wave uh, in England. Is that how they got to know each other? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, okay. we, yeah, that's it. And then, and then I think when that Ida Wave that you're talking about, that new stuff seconds, came out, yeah. um, I was all, what year was that? I think I was already tired. Right? 2008. Yeah, I was uh, already yeah. tired by then. I'd left the Tunnel Lord by then. Everything, and so I was, was there tired. nothing you, after the having to hold DP in between that and the 10 seconds? Nothing. Was there nothing else recorded or written? No. no? Nothing. Right. I got, like, I was looking back at old, like, MySpace and Reddit posts. It was like, oh, on Friday, we were in the studio again and all that. And, like, that's like hearsay back in 2006, 2007. Like, so. No, I nah. think, I think, to be honest, I think that that song you're talking about were i don't know maybe ed and chris were trying to bring it back but yeah it's uh, not as good that song as the demo and as the ep um, yeah it's it's you it's i think sometimes reforming bands or whatever yeah like it was a completely different lineup yeah yeah and it's got the, the ed bundy thing at the start they don't fucking move because i'm in messages yeah, yeah, i need to watch this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's a good film um yeah. creepy typical era for samples just using them yeah yeah what was that, the that bit was in the very... i can't it's a third track uh, jacob denver no uh, i think the, that's the bit it's like i, I told you tell... to shut the goddamn yeah what was that again i think i i, I honestly can't yeah. remember i think that it might even be from the same film to be honest yeah i watched that i was trying to look out for both of them it was yeah. only when it was in the car and had the girl by the head yeah. so don't fucking move uh, the other bit i told you to i think it's shut the goddamn door yeah yeah um <laughs> stellar ep in my opinion so you did that. Um, you still, what was the other band you said you started with? Uh, me and Gary, the drummer from Gary, my way, yeah. with a band called um, Through the Never. Through the Never, and what yeah, was that? It's just a sort of tough, hardcore sort of band. Were you vocals? No, I played bass again. Really? And Gary was on vocals. Yeah. So we all uh, changed around. All right, okay. Yeah, it was it was real fun. Many, recorded many, a couple of songs. Did you? Yeah. Are they available online? It might be on MySpace. Yeah, it was MySpace era. So. This thing, like, yeah, Last FM has like everything to like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. So plug in. Yeah, I just never knew there was that band there. Um, so what led to, was it Dreaming in Oceans next? Yeah, so I, so I was tattooing by then. So I left Eternal Lord because I just want, I got offered a tattoo apprenticeship. Wait, so Eternal Lord was before Dreaming? Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought this asked backwards. 2006. Oh, right. I thought it was that Eternal Lord EP came out in 2006. Uh, six for the six, 2006. I it was, um, it was T Don, yeah. number 666. Yeah. yeah. So this one. Yeah, that one came yeah. out. So I that one. to find a copy of this. It's quite, goes for quite a few quid. Yeah. Ones, eh? that, so one. when that came out, we, yeah, we toured a lot. Um, you know, did a bunch of stuff. But I got offered an apprenticeship. And uh, yeah, so I ended up uh, leaving to tattoo because that's the, really the ultimate goal that I wanted to do anyway. Yeah, you're um, heavily tattooed in these bands already. You had, you had your hands done by then. And no, I got my hands done when I know? was apprenticing. Yeah, so I would. Oh wait, no, you had, had, you had the X. Then you had the is it the tape you had on your yeah, hands? Yeah, because oh. because I was a straight. We were a straight edge band. Oh, were you? Yeah. When did that stop? When, when I started tattooing, uh, they, every I, I I think everyone who was in Ida Wave straight isn't straight edge anymore. But yeah, at the time we at the like, time, right. yeah I was we were straight edge for a long time. But like so what? Where did so, these EPs come about? So I tell you, so this is the first one. 
-hmm. in 2006 and we toured a bunch on this and then that is the same record with different covers yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so but, yeah. Uh, we we toured of asriel a lot band from glasgow yeah, uh, yeah um all the time so we ended up doing a split with them everybody did splits back in the day everybody like i yeah. think it was still cheaper way to i mean it's obviously if somebody buys that cd for Azure, they're going to find out who yeah, 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 yeah. and also that's saves it, like yeah. well you pay for half we the friends. cds the distribution yeah yeah that's cool i i honestly think the harp and hellfire is one of the your, like of any of your bands it's yeah. just a fucking masterpiece in my opinion I think it's brilliant. yeah we played that we did we enjoyed playing that one live this um um when this that came out that record the split I think uh, well, that was first. Then it was a split. Yeah, really. and, then split, and then we after the split, I got offered the apprenticeship, so I left. Right. So then I've been tattooing for about a year, and then Gary, the drummer from the drummer from Ida Wave, uh -huh. and my best friend at the time, um, who was the bassist of Eternal Lord, right, and myself. We were like, uh, we, you know, life, you know, we'd have a different life now. Like, we'd all left playing in bands. Like, yeah. Turn of Lord done, like, Ida Wave had done, Fruit and Never had been done. So, yeah. we all got together and we were just like, oh, should we just order some pieces and get in a practice room yeah. and just play some music? And, that went, oh, and that's yeah. where Dreaming Oceans came from. We started Dreaming Oceans with. Is that where this came from? Is this the, yeah, uh, that's the demo. Stuff, yeah, yeah, that's the demo. Yeah. yeah. So, we, we did the demo with Stu the drummer from Eternal Lord recorded that um, but we the, Dream and Oceans was never a, a serious band what what we liked about that band was we had no ties to it because yeah. I was tattooing everyone else was doing whatever them. they did yeah. they had their own yeah. lives their own careers so when we came together on a Wednesday night to practice or write songs, yeah. there was no pressure. Were you all happy with the roles you were playing? Because obviously you've been yeah. doing bass and guitar. Were you? Were I didn't. You, yeah. Did you think you suited vocals the best? Was that your? What was that? Was what was that your preferred uh, instrument? Well, instrument you know? Yeah, I didn't really mind. Like, yeah, at the time I didn't really mind. Like yeah, like yeah, it was just natural. We went into a room, we just wrote some songs, and then we had two of our friends, Jack and Zav, play. Both two guitarists who played in about another band from Swindon from the Carnival Horrors, right. they both filled in and played guitar for that band. And then we were like, "Oh, should we just do a demo?" Yeah. And then we did an EP. And, and we never it. toured, but we played shows. We played maybe like seven yeah. or eight shows. Uh, but we uh, never the last one tour. was the T Don Five. Yeah, yeah. that video um, of you guys playing. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, you just something. turn your back to the crowd. It's like I should have shot you in the yeah. face, and oh, the place looks mental. Yeah, it looks yeah. We we always in Leeds was always a that venue. Joseph as well. I don't think it's a venue anymore. I think it's right. like a restaurant. But that venue was always from from the from the time I went to Leeds in Ida Wave in like mm -hmm. two thousand five to to that time. There was always a good crowd. There's always it was always full. It was always a good venue. Yeah. So yeah, and then that was it. I actually played this two sets that day. I, we did a Eternal Lord reunion show. Did you? Yeah, Aye. I played that earlier in the day with Eternal Lord. Was a dreaming headliner or quite high up the the bill? Yeah, quite high up the bill. Aye. But we did Eternal Lord. We did it was the original lineup, so it was OG Eternal Lord. Aye. 
So the first EP, yeah, we just played it back. Did start you get? To finish. Did you get a? Well, at the time, did everybody know, right? Yeah, this is Eternal Lord and Dreaming in Oceans. Yeah, you know what I mean, did everybody stay all day for for yeah. Eternal and then? Yeah, yeah, it was good. For, yeah, uh, so it was yeah doing two. So was that two thousand and nine? The last the the T on five. Uh, I'm not sure. Two thousand and eight. Two thousand maybe two thousand nine or two thousand eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, and that was yeah, and that was the last time I've ever played a show. You ever listened? Like I don't know, like as not a musician, I, I don't know, not even to stroke your ego, just like you ever like fucking reminisce, like get at home one night, fuck, I'm gonna stick on uh, the Eternal Lord EP. Uh, do you nah, just not really. Like, good times or something. I think, like to be honest, the Eternal Lord stuff, I look back with memories of just like it was nice memories for a bit, but when I started. To, you know, when I knew I really wanted to leave and do tattooing, yeah, um, sure. It was, it was, yeah. It felt yeah. like it was a bit taxing on me, to be yeah. honest, because you know, like I, I wanted to do other things, so I didn't really enjoy it yeah. as much towards the end. Dreaming Oceans was different because it was so it was fun and free. Yeah, there was no pressure to be in the band because I already had tattooing. Yeah, so whatever we wrote in those songs, it was relaxed. Yeah. Even though they might not sound relaxed songs, it, when we it was relaxed when we wrote. Uh, them. Uh, lyrically, no, they're not. No, no, but that's what's. That's, that's probably what, why. Yeah. That's probably to be honest. Why I don't really listen to them much. Why I don't. I haven't listened yeah, to that, I, that stuff in because it's fifteen years old. You don't want to like bring up fifteen yeah. year old problems almost. Yeah, yeah, and it was that era of when I was. What I was like in that era was. Pr- not to sound like too dark weather, but it yeah. was not a good. It wasn't a well, good time. you can time. tell in the inlay yeah. that you've got you out a wee part, like a wee, not yeah. a paragraph, like a wee saying yeah. with every song, and it's like yeah, it does sound. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty touch and go in that era for me. But you know, that's you know a lot of people have been through it, and I think that's why music's such a good yeah, outlet totally. because we wrote those songs and recorded them. Mm-hmm. And it needed to come out yeah. somehow, and it came out with a bunch of friends with no pressure. So yeah, yeah. maybe it was the best environment. If it was those, if it, if I was writing that stuff in the Lord, law, and it was pressure on because you know we were just about to fly to Sweden to record the full length. But Eternal Lord for Eternal Lord when was I this left. The curse be thy nightmare. Was that st- was stuff? Sorry, yeah, bless me. None of that nightmare. stuff was written when I was in the band because oh, right. I was the stuff I. Me and the bassist were going forwards different directions, so, so all that was scrapped, and then yeah, and yeah. then yeah, nothing was there. Were you still on Tidon when blessed? Eh, sorry, when uh, this is this this. I'm not, not sh- be I'm not sure to now. be honest. Right. Yeah, that didn't. They didn't. After I, when Eternal Lord, re- recorded that with a whole new lineup except for the guitarist, everyone left. Yeah. The drummer, the bassist, me, and eventually they. All left. Yeah, um, I don't. They weren't. They're bound for that long. Nah, nah. Um, the it, the Eternal Lord, a uh, Azrael split. Do you yeah. remember recording those two songs, like the Harbour and Hell? Nah, I, no, I honestly have no remembrance of nah. recording them. Yeah, I do remember that would have been the artwork for that yeah. Jeep, for the Christ head. You know, like you the know, Christ. Yeah, because we had a T-shirt um, with that on the back yeah. with the spine. Because this one's hard to, so I actually bought this off a guy on Discogs and he sold me up on a fiver purely because there's no fucking disc. Ah. So he sold me, he sold me the art, which I really wanted a CD. Yeah. Uh, but it's the best I could get. It's really hard to find a copy 
of the yeah. eternal lord not work with Azure when you can get it neighbor yeah um, but i do love that arc as, as yeah it was, yeah it's pretty yeah so that was the, the whole that was the whole point look i think of yeah. like the whole that's what i enjoyed so yeah they just have much merch with like eternal lord yeah. and like, even that, eh? my youngest my oldest son's got still wears a jumper of really? Lord. Yeah, of yeah. Eternal Lord. It's a little one. It's like, like a youth large or something. Really? And, but yeah, he wears the jumper. That's class. I mean, yeah. seen an old school Dreaming in Oceans jumper on eBay. My, my wife's got a a, a, a t shirt and a hoodie Dreaming in Oceans. Of still. Dreaming. Yeah. Right, okay. We made quite a lot of merch, but they yeah. just sold and yeah. they went. There is quite a. I don't know if you obviously you don't sit and fucking Google your own name, but like the Dreaming in Oceans Eternal Lord on Friday Wave, there is a. There is still that kind of group of people that remember it fondly and like like to talk about it. There is a couple of like Instagram pages and yeah. uh, a couple of things always get brought up. And then yeah, I seen there was a post the other day of us of Ida Wave when we played a sh- place in Stoke. All right, and uh, must be good just but obviously all your Instagram yeah. features tattoos and then all of a sudden you get a throwback for like sixteen years ago. Must yeah, be yeah, cool it's it's nice. It, it's it's nice. It's mixed feelings, you know. Look, looking yeah. back on it and. I, I, you know, I do look back and I think you did some yeah, good tours, but then you start off like because uh, an orchestra wills used uh, Ida Weaver thanked and uh, anyway yeah. for that, yeah. So, so we we played with Gallows a bunch in the early years of them and us. Yeah, we did a mini, maybe five six shows in a row with Gallows. Yeah, uh, probably two thousand five. I want to think at the end of two thousand five. Yeah. So yeah. Back then, like everyone knew each other, you know. Yeah, it was like, you know, we were we sounded like that. Gallo sounded like this, but there yeah. was a mutual respect. I think. So what it wasn't? It was so, yeah. No, it was just it was a bit of a more of a mutual respect. Yeah. So what led you on to to this then? The kind of final, well, not the final, because Scarlet came after this, but this was like, this is the well, last physical copy. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. That one was just. Yeah, just literally, it yeah. is it is what it is. It yeah. was was it re- again recorded like the, the the demo under no pressure, just a practice on a Wednesday night kind of vibe. So we re- we released the demo, yeah, um, put it on like MySpace, or whatever, and then um, the guy who Farrell who ran T Don the label. Obviously, we were on T Don in Ida Wave. Yeah. We were on T Don until Lord. He said, "Oh, put out an EP if you want to record it." Uh, so he was like, and I said to the guys, "Do you want to do it?" And they're like, "Yeah." Yeah. might as well and then we just did it yeah but i think we the difference of dreaming oceans was there it, there was never even though i wasn't in the best place mentally but yeah. there wasn't a, a there was never a time in that band where it was hard work yeah so it was like let's just make one last record that while we're while we all can while yeah. we've got these songs yeah otherwise they're just you know yeah so yeah that was the and then yeah, I still see those guys all the time in that band. One of the best lyrics of that EP is I'd even fuck your mum at the funeral. Yeah. Where did that come from? Was that just a I fucking hate you? That's just like a solid line. It's just doing it like the build up to yeah. it. Yeah. And then you just on your own. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a dark one. But yeah. yeah. Lit, the whole, to be honest, the whole it is, record it is, is pretty, dark. pretty yeah. dark. But. If I'm being honest with you, that that EP back in 2014 helped me through a lot. I found yeah. it with pure chance that somebody I spoke about this before 
a boy had mentioned it in an interview because he had I'll Crush Your Roses Princess oh, tattooed yeah, on yeah. a calendar band. Uh, Martyr Defiled. Ma- yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause it was an interview with Charlie Holmes, but with Martyr Defiled, yeah. Gareth Hart and Hand and that shit. And then I read it, I was like, that sounds like a good song, I need to listen to this. And I got that, and then I found the EP on eBay at the time for like 99 pence, yeah. bought it, and then I ripped it, and oh, it was a total... Yeah, it was, it's a the, release, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's I think the best track on that on that EP is the first track. Uh, Jaws? No. No. Train track, we used to call it. Uh, this is like it's in a train track. Yeah. yeah. I love that the names one. for all the songs. Like, even now that wave's on, they're like three sentences long. Yeah. Uh, I swim fast in Jaws. If I see you again, I'm going to lose your fucking, you're going to lose your fucking jaw. John Locke is a man of destiny, so why the fuck are we still alive? Who's John Locke? He's a character from Lost. He is he? Lost. Nah. And who's Jacob Denver, who's on uh, the Ida Wave? Uh, yeah, he was a character from a book as well. Right. Yeah. So you just do like do John the Jacob Denver. Yeah. Yeah, John John Locke's like was my favorite character in Lost. I never seen like, Lost. Nah, nah. is it good? Yeah. Is it not like Game of Thrones where the end and it's just a fucking shambles? No, well, I think the ending of Lost is good, but people would always argue yeah, with that. Yeah. I think the ending of Lost is fucking superb. But is it? You're always going to get people that be like, ah, yeah. not the ending. But it's hard to end a show. Any TV show has got hard to end. Because yeah. people don't want it to end, do they? Nah. Game yeah. of Thrones is like, I, I actually didn't mind the ending either, you know. So it, everyone's got their opinions, but yeah. So after Dreaming in Oceans, this came out, the Eternal War DP, what was your thoughts on that? I know you're not on it. I didn't, it was your old band, obviously. It, yeah, I I didn't know much about it. I didn't by then I was tattooing full time. Yeah. Um, Don't tap your fingers, mate, sorry, it's the speaker. Uh, yeah. No, it's all good, mate. Um I Yeah, I don't I don't really know anything about it. I know that they, they weren't a band for long. Um I know they had member changes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have any opinion on it, really. There's very few bands that can get away with changing their vocalist. Yeah. I, I know it's, it's, it's a strange thing to say, like, oh, the vocalist is the main person, but it is the voice of the band, yeah. uh, like the face as well. And a few bands have gotten away with it. A few bands have changed their name, but yeah. I still had the same instrument. Uh, so I've seen people playing uh, instrumentals and all that, um, but different vocalists. But there are very few bands like ACDC yeah. got away with the band today and all that stuff. But yeah. it's just some folk you, you can't replace, and some folks shouldn't you sh- just shouldn't continue as that name, as that band, as yeah, those people. So, so. yeah, I yeah, I just it's like it's it, to me it's not the stuff previous. So yeah, it's, it could be just a new record or a new band. Yeah, so. it doesn't, matter, yeah. It doesn't really. I don't really uh, have any opinion on it to be honest. It is a good sounding album, if I'm honest. It is good. Yeah. Um, it's just nothing like the, the EP. Yeah. Or the split. So so after that, you started Hourglass. Scarlet I didn't Hour- start Hourglass. I got asked to, Base. to, be, to be in it at the yeah. time. Um, that was just another spin-off band from a collection of smaller bands from Swindon that were, right. you know, I can't shows. find anything on Scarlet Hourglass. Um, there's... A, a song called Secrets, a song called Dragons, and a song called Severance on YouTube. Yeah, but there's there's definitely not you in it. Like in the in the, the practice room, it's not you. Yeah, 100%, but I don't know if it's the same band. Yeah, just pre you joining. Maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that was it. Then. Did you play shows with Scarlet? Uh, I think we played one show. I think I played one show of them. Um, but yeah, it was just a mixture of different bands from Swindon. Yeah. That we all, I was just mates with them all. They so stopped them. Nah, nah. They, they didn't go for that long. Nah. I know they recorded something, but I don't know if they carried on going after everyone left. So was that the kind of last of your music? Now, the last thing of music I did was 2011. Me and uh, a guy called Jay, he's an old, old colleague of mine. Uh, we did a black metal band. We did recorded uh, two tracks, I think, uh-huh. with the drummer from Eternal Lord. It's called Crown. The band was called Crown of Leeches, but the tracks were long. They're on pure. They're on SoundCloud. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'll look for that. Crown of Leeches. Crown of Leeches. Yeah. And the song, the, the, there's a f- 13 minute song on there called Whispers. Uh, that was the last music I did. Right. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Did you, yeah. Like, that you was back for that one? As, yeah, that was really okay. cool. Yeah. We just, like, yeah, it was cool. We just did, went in, did everything on the day. Yeah. Went in with nothing, came out of a song. Uh, Didn't even have any anything, riffs or anything. And you got 13 minutes. In yeah, one 13 minutes song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cool. That was cool. We, we were, that was just a little. We were gonna do like a maybe a tape or a vinyl. But yeah. Do you regret not doing that? Because obviously, all you've got is CDs here. We were talking earlier on when I was getting tattooed that you love cassettes. Is that something you'd wish? It obviously at the time cassettes were yeah. cassettes were out of fashion. Not like not out of fashion, but like CDs were the prime name. Obviously, into that era of the downloading and the streaming. Yeah. Uh, do you wish you'd I think something? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't think I wish I, I had a tape, but I'll. I'm gonna do some newer stuff that will definitely be like tape release only. You know, you're gonna do. It. Yeah, I. What are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna do uh, like a dungeon synth, uh, like sort of droney black metal project. What were you doing to earlier on when you were playing that game? Was that or is that all the it's, yeah, not as not as theatrical as that, but yeah, yeah, similar similar wave, similar genre in a way, but not like. So is that in the next import right now? Is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got stuff ready to record. I really? just need the time to sit and record. So what are you vocals? I do everything. Awesome. Synth and vocals. Yeah. Aye, nice. No drums. No drums. You did it all from home. Yeah. Right. I suppose after, well, well after if it was. Sorry, what was the 2011 band called again? With uh, Crown of Leeches. Crown of Leeches. Okay, yeah. so that's 11 years ago. Yeah. You've also had 11 years. Okay, you've been fulfilling it with having a family and doing that. Yeah. It must have been that little ever. thing yeah, burning yeah, yeah. inside of you. To uh, get, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Music, is, music will always be like, you know, so high on the list of what I'm into. So yeah. I need to record, hopefully this winter, I'll record, uh, yeah, like a record and right. put it out. You got so, an info? Yeah. Is that under yeah, it's a called, Pisodum? Uh, what's that? Is it under a Pisodum? No, it, the project's um, called Cave Walker. Cave Walker, nice yeah. one. It's just just me. I think you'll be doing artwork, for it. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably do the artwork for it and nice record it all myself and put it, put it out as a limited tape run. May try and see how it goes, maybe do a couple of tape runs, but yeah. tape's the way I'll do it. I'll definitely do yeah, trying to get a copy of that. Like, yeah, yeah. And Bandcamp release only kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. And physical, yeah, yeah Bandcamp, and then just physical copies of the tape. Yeah. Might go through a couple of distros that I'm friends with. 
Alright. Um, but we'll see how it goes. It's a problem with um, kind of these EPs, like they're not, the Eternal Lord is not on, apart from Blessed, yeah. it's not on Spotify. Yeah. Dreaming in Oceans used to be on iTunes, but it's definitely not there anymore. Yeah. Hunt Thride a Wave, well, it's all under Butcher Records, I'm assuming it's just Ed. That's what's that's what the label's called Butcher Records. He's released all the Ida Wave stuff and the Blessed Be Thy Nightmare on that. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's just him doing it, putting out there. But there's no, um, definitely no Dreaming Oceans, no Scarlet Hourglass, no, no Eternal Lord. So it's a shame. Yeah. Um, the Israel split is on Spotify, but your half's not on it. They used your they used your half of the artwork, the yeah. the, the Jesus one. Yeah. But then but just put their two songs. There's no hard yeah. to help out on it. So yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that'll be good to. I'm just going to say, as soon as to get out there, that'd be good to have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that, to be honest. Yeah. That's like a something I need to get done. It's been, that I've been wanting to do for a long time. So You've been writing it for a while? I haven't really been writing it for a while. I've had ideas for a while, but a lot of it is, a lot of it's, um, uh, what's the word? Um, little pieces here and there i just need to arrange it you know like put it into the song to make right. it as a song yeah i've got like little bits here little bits there like four minutes here so i just need to have time to sit down and actually work out which song is what is where that song goes in i could probably do an album to be fair. Uh, you yeah. got enough songs yeah I've got, okay. yeah i've got loads of stuff yeah uh, banging that's yeah Hopefully the art comes out quite soon, and you hopefully, hopefully yeah. you get the time off and all that stuff. Eh? Yeah, and you're in demand for tattooing, so it must be quite hard. So yeah, it's it's, it's tough to get the time off. Yeah, you know, but I, in, when the winter sets in, that's the best time to do it for me, and then I can just step late and do a little bits here and there. Are you like, because uh, obviously, like I don't know, it's a different vibe. It's darker, quicker. Are you, is, that, yeah. is that your kind of vibe? Yeah, I your, prefer that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, mind the summer. Yeah, but I like it when it's cold outside and it's dark. Yeah, I was going by the lyrics of "Oh yeah, winter used to be my favorite time of year." Yeah. So yeah, I that's my, the same with me. Like I love it when it's like pitch black at four o'clock. Yeah. I love it. You, so good. To be lazy, you don't feel guilty because it's like technically midnight. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like. I, I'm definitely a child of the winter. You know. Yeah. As opposed to summer, no, like I don't mind summer. You know. But yeah. When the winter comes in, I can paint. Make music, especially yours it's are all black. You know? eh? So yours are all black. So someone with that bitch <laughs> with the t-shirts yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. Right. So done with the music, I think. Uh, Chat a bit with the tattooing. So you yep. started in two thousand and started apprenticing in two thousand seven. Yeah. Uh, and I was tattooing at the end. Yeah. Two thousand eight, I was tattooing. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, you've got a very specific style, and it is really fucking good you're a rapid tattooist too i didn't realize that the last time we did you tattooed me i didn't take it on board we're too busy chatting yeah and then this time i just lay there and, and i was like you were done in 35 minutes yeah. i timed it and i was like I fucking think, hell that's amazing i think it's just confidence it's, it's confidence yeah it's confidence because yeah. you know i've been you know 14 years 15 years whatever yeah. i've been tattooed so like it's just it's just efficient you know yeah. it's just i think You'd like to think in any industry or any profession, if someone's been doing it long enough, they're, they're yeah. going to be, they're not going to be just, and with things like skin and stuff, you can't hang around on the skin. You need to put it in. Yeah, there and Otherwise, you're going to overwork it, you know. So yeah. fast and efficient is uh, a credit to the craft of 
without being rushed, without yeah. looking like it's rushed, you know? What, um, apart from following maybe your younger, like, fucking tattoo in a house party, what was your, your first tattoo you ever did, you remember? First tattoo I ever did was on, um... On your pal? Yeah, on a... On a guy who's... Um... I'm just trying to think, is that my first or was that my second? I think my first ever tattoo actually was on a, um, a friend called Mitch. You know, he, on Instagram, his name's Sneaky Mitch. Right. He, he's a really good tattoo and he's, he lives in Leeds, but he's from this town. And I think I, I did um, like a like an anatomical heart on his leg. That was oh, my no, first okay. ever tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. That's classic. Yeah. I love the, you'll see that you tattooed the Dreaming in Oceans, the ship, was that your... So that's like quite old old school traditional. Yeah. What you do now, it's traditional tattooing, but it's like frogs and like funny. I love it because it's like it's something that evolves into something else completely yeah. different, and it's for me, it's, it's your own thing. You but, know, I'm 38 this year. Like my interest outside of tattooing will always creep into what I tattoo, or what yeah. I draw, and what I paint, and that will change over the years. Yeah. Depends what I'm listening to. Depends what I'm influenced by. Depends how I feel about stuff. Depends on my taste. Yeah. I think tattooing has to evolve with the person you become. Yeah. And I'd like to think that the personality shot comes through in my tattoos. Yeah. The stuff that I have interest in outside of tattooing. Otherwise, you know, there's so many tattoos in the world. If you if you don't put your if you don't put your own flavor on your own things, or you have that, you know, that little bit about you that you want to. You know, you want your work to to say something. Yeah. Because, you know, tattooing, you sacrifice so much. You work all these long hours. Yeah. It takes a toll on your body. And if you're not, if you're not putting your soul out there and your passion and what you're into. What's the point? It just, yeah. you might as well work, work in, you might as well be on like a, a conveyor belt. Yeah. What do you want next? What do you want? Yeah, it's not yeah. what I want from a career. Yeah. You only do one-offs as well. Whenever somebody... If you do a flash sheet, you'll score yeah, off. I just you wouldn't do, do the same time. tattoo no. twice. Um, that's good. That yeah, it's not like you see on it. Yeah, yeah, it pushes me, but it also I don't know, I think it, is. it gives us some. It gives the person something else. Yeah, you know, it, you don't take like also if somebody like sent you a screenshot for like Instagram. Oh, this mandala. You'd be like, nope. It's well, not. I used to do all different stuff, but yeah. I'm just lucky enough to be busy doing my own stuff yeah. every day. Yeah, so. If there's someone wants something that I don't particularly do, I usually tell them one of the guys in the shop can probably yeah. do it a lot quicker yeah. because they got they might have a little more space sooner. Yeah. And if they really want me to do it, I'll do it. But it's just a matter of the wave longer. And a lot of people don't really want to wait that long. Yeah, you know, for something that I don't particularly do. Yeah, you know? I never realised as well. So I got tattooed by a guy in Glasgow and I tattooed by a girl in Edinburgh. Yeah. And at that time, we were just kind of generally chatting, and there was like, oh, I'm going to do Swindon to see Sam Ricketts. And I never realised, okay, you've got like 70 odd thousand sub- uh, followers and all that on Instagram. I never realised how like kind of well known you were throughout the kind of tattooing world. So I don't know if you if, if you appreciate it, uh, not appreciate, it, but if you I don't take on board all that kind of stuff. But you are kind of very well known uh, for your style, for your for the style that you do. Yeah, I. I'm really grateful for, I think, for the era that I came into tattooing. Yeah. Like, there was a lot less tattooers, and also, you know, there was room to 
what's the word like you can experiment a bit more with like colors or styles so you can i think now tattooing is a lot more you know there's a lot more pressure on new tattooers because there's people are, are really good really quickly yeah i think i was very fortunate that i got into tattooing in an era where it was still a little bit more free and a little bit less under the under the microscope yeah so i think i've always wanted to do something different to other people and i was given the freedom from early on it's definitely helped me um develop the the work that i do so i think i don't really look at instagram that much with like followers or yeah. likes and stuff because i i don't you know think i've got i got two yeah. kids in the life yeah. outside of tattooing so yeah but i do appreciate everyone who gets tattooed by me Difficulty there. Uh, we're just gonna finish off. Um, so future, you just gonna keep tattooing, keep doing shows. Uh, keep, sorry, keep doing um, uh, conventions. Sorry. Yeah. Keep doing guest spots stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think I'll probably do a few less um, conventions, but I'll definitely carry on guesting. Keep going to Europe and America, yeah. and hopefully get out to Australia next year. Um, and yeah, just keep tattooing. You know, I'll, I'll still be in the shop if you want to get tattooed. This is where you'll find me. And this is your first shop. Eh? This is my first shop. Yeah, I always wanted just a small little place so I can create. That was just yeah. you know, listen to my own music. Yeah, have my own paintings on the walls. Something to be, something to walk into and feel inspired. Yeah, day, as opposed to. So you walk in here. There is no, shop. there is no without a reasonable doubt. This is in Sam Ricketts' shop. You know what I mean? It's. You just walk in and it's like fucking. Yeah. I love it. I I get. I love just goodness. I was just sitting here and I'm just looking around. There's just like every inch of the wall is covered perfectly with something. I cool. think it. I think it takes the. You might if you get into it. You've got a lot of things to look at as well. Yeah. And like you know, you might see someone on the wall and be like, "Fucking ass, cool as fuck." Yeah. You did that, and then I tell you, and then you might check him out, and then yeah, go and get six tattooed. months later, yeah. you've got a tattoo by him. Yeah. Do you know everything about? Uh, yeah. Everything on the walls. Yeah. I know who they are. Yeah. A lot of them are good friends of mine. Really? Yeah. I bought a lot of stuff, you know, buying paintings, and I always want to give back into tattooing. I, I always keep buying books still. I always buy paintings still. Yeah. Support other tattooers. Tattooing's given me like a really a lot, you know. It's, so I, I'll never stop investing back into tattooing. Yeah. So I always, I'm always buying things, yeah. books, tattoos put out, paintings, flash sheets, flash everything. everything. Yeah. It's because it goes round in a cycle I think yeah and it'll help you out exactly yeah that's it well. and plus it's amazing to look at and it's inspiring for me to buy a painting off someone and then think you know yeah, I, I need to do a painting you know yeah so. and when I first met you there was a, a massive one you did last December yeah uh, I can't remember what it was but it was like the length size of you yeah uh, what, what happened to that did you sell that or did you yeah I think I, I sell the bigger ones I tend to sell because they don't enough space on the walls anymore yeah. but um yeah, I just tend to sell the bigger ones. They yeah. tend to, I'd rather than, than me sit on them somewhere on yeah. the back, I'd rather them go to someone who's going to enjoy more than yeah. I'm not yeah. so precious with paintings. You know, yeah. yeah, you did a lot of like kind of uh, print, not prints, uh, art uh, paintings over lockdown. Yeah, I, that's I right. I've got one of you. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, the little really, ones. Really, really yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that was for 60 quid for what it was. I got a, a, another one from another artist. 
it was 40 quid and for a CPN extra 20 quid like just it's amazing yeah. the effort you know what I mean yeah I love it it's some of my wallets one of my favorite pieces yeah, that's quotes, good. So. yeah I'm glad to hear that yeah I need to actually get a print of you one day I need to I'm so bad see when you release stuff like those metal skulls or t-shirts I see it and I'm like fuck I don't get paid till next week you never release it when I've got money <laughs> yeah well just message me man and yeah. you see it, I'm not holding back for you yeah but, um hopefully in a couple of weeks I'm gonna have a new flash set so oh nice yeah, 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 no. Maybe somebody listening to this will probably hit you up too. So yeah, that's it, yeah. If anybody does listen, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, Bangin, thank you so much no, for no worries. Us. Thank you for tattooing me earlier on. No problem uh, at all. Worth, worth the journey. And if yeah. you're ever going to get tattooed by Sam, I promise you it's worth the journey. Uh, he's Appreciate rapid and he's, a, and he's efficient. He's brilliant. And he's a lovely guy to talk to. No ego about you. You know what I mean? You're chatty. You're not just like, can yeah. put your headphones on and just ignore the world. You, you interact it, with people. It doesn't really matter. No, I was, I, yeah, that's it. I'm just like everyone else. Just make those. Perfect, man. Right, thank you. No worries. Perfect. Thank you very much. Oh,